There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. to a cup of good news, then you need to know that this musical introduction indicates that it is time for good news from Ukraine. Now I know there's a lot of bad news coming out of that part of the world. Infrastructure being destroyed, possibility of nuclear weapons, the mothers crying in the streets. Watching the news makes me think of Jesus' words as he carried his cross to Golgotha. Jesus said, daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me but weep for yourselves and for your children. Yeah, you've heard and seen the destruction in Ukraine, but what about the good news? I've got something a little unique today. For over a year now, I've been posting an episode twice a month, pouring out a cup of good news from a far country. Usually it's on the 15th or 30th of every month, although I realize I was a little late with this one. And this good news usually features some aspect of a gospel link supported preacher. Now today's episode is titled Anton's Journeys. Anton and his wife, Ruslana, live in Lviv, Ukraine. They are Ukrainian. And I actually got to know them because at one time they were involved with gospel link. But now, and for some time, they have been and are supported by a local church in Lansing, Michigan. This couple works amazingly hard, diligently. They are fervent in their attempts to lead people to follow Jesus. Years ago, when Anton was a teenager, he himself was delivered by Jesus from drug addiction. He has a heart for youth. They didn't need more ministry to do in Ukraine, but the events of the last seven months have filled their cup and increase their burden. What I'm going to share today are actually letters written by Anton to the church in Michigan that supports him. This dear church prays for him. They have sent people over to visit him. They help provide for financial needs that he and his family have. So these letters are personal and real and will help you to get to know this dear family as well as Anton's journeys that he has been on this year. Here is a letter that Anton wrote in January. Now this is before the military conflict began. Anton wrote, Here in Western Ukraine it is a very serious question and it is necessary to pass many different checks and confirmations about ordination. I think in the course of the next three months I will decide on this point. I am not strong in striving towards being named a pastor. I will do everything equally to how I do it now, whether I have the official status of pastor or not. I do not do ordination for a title, but as a sign of gratitude to God who saved me. 
I ask you to pray for me on this issue, though, so that in this decision I might see the hand of God. We right now have a small difficulty because our Sasha is growing. And she is a very active little girl. She wants to know everything, to touch and to take everything. She is very strong and stubborn. If there is something she wants, she is trying to get it. But often she wants is dangerous. And so she needs constant monitoring and teaching. It is very difficult for Ruslana and me right now, since we have no grandmothers close by or anyone else to really help. But at the same time, we are joyful that God gave us such an interesting little child. Please pray that God gives us wisdom to direct dear Sasha's energy and curiosity in the right direction. Now that letter was written in January. Typical family, learning how to raise children, making steps in the ministry, and then February came. This letter from Anton, February 25th, morning. Friends, welcome. Unfortunately, I have very bad news. Today, early in the morning, we woke up from two strong explosions. Russia launched a military invasion of Ukraine. Many central cities of Ukraine were shelled. Sirens are howling. Many acts of sabotage in different cities undermine military installations and infrastructure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the funds that you donated for us. I managed to buy essential products and groceries. Ukraine has introduced martial law. Please pray for God's protection for Ukraine. Mass evacuation of people from border regions has already begun today. People are calling me. They ask me to help try to find accommodations for them. We understand that we will not be able to accept all those in need, but we will try to do our best. We will open our houses. We will open the doors of the church premises to accommodate people. I have also found a house that has been some kind of business, but it can be converted to receive refugees. This area can accommodate 40 to 50 people. Of course, this will make sense only if Ukrainian territory remains here and hostilities do not come close to here. Otherwise, we will have to evacuate also. Right now, the most important thing I ask you to do is to pray for God's protection, for wisdom for me as a church leader. People have been calling me all morning, asking me what to do, how to behave. I need wisdom. I need courage in this situation. We love you and thank you for everything. May God's will be done. A second letter, written February 25th, this time in the afternoon. I ask you to pray for Sasha and Ruslana. They have now gone to the border to cross it. But a lot of people stand at the border. For several days, the situation is very difficult. Tomorrow, I will go and distribute food to people. Need wisdom on how to proceed. In 24 hours, that family went from ministry that was full to what do we do? Three days later, Anton wrote another letter. Again, a very short one. Sasha and Ruslana have been standing at the border for three days already. The queue is moving too slowly for unknown reasons. I have joined the ranks for the territorial defense. We are using church premises as a bomb shelter and as a transit point for refugees. Pray that we pass this ordeal. Love you. The next day, March 1st. Thank you for your prayers. It is five days later, Ruslana and Sasha are already and made it in Poland. 
God is kind. It gives me more strength and more courage when I know that they are safe. March 2nd. If any of you know what war is, you will understand me. Those who saw the war only in pictures will not fully be able to understand. I am telling everyone who asks for my advice, take away the women, take away your children out of the country. And of course, as you know, I myself have sent my girls away. Yes, it is a very hard journey for them. They were standing at border for five days. They were cold for five days. They were uncomfortable. But now they are safe. Now they can sleep peacefully. And now I can be more free in my actions and decisions. Thank you for praying. Currently, there are 12 people living in my house. There is a family with seven children. I have Ruslana's father and Ruslana's brother, my father-in-law and brother-in-law. His fiancée is with us. And one dog. All of them arrived urgently without things and without special means of subsistence. They just fled to us. Also today in the church building, we have three refugees from Kharkov and a family of three lives in one of the vacated apartments. In total, there are about 20 people in our care today. Basic needs are food, some household items, soap, electrical appliances like washing machines or crockpot. I think soon there will be more refugees, and now we are preparing and learning to serve them in a small number. Also, the residents of the house descend into our premises when an air raid signal is heard. He's talking about people coming out of the apartments and coming into his house that has a cellar. We give them tea and pray together for peace of our country and protection for our soldiers. At night, I am on duty in the self-descent squad. But right now, this is just patrolling. We do not even have weapons. We just identify suspicious people and look for marks left by spotters. Friends, please pray for peace in Ukraine. Pray for those who are now defending our country on front lines. Pray for this evil to be stopped. Now is a very dangerous moment. A huge army of Russia, Belarus, Chechnya is coming. Pray right now. Thank you. Only eight days into the war, Anton wrote this letter, March 4th. We have already purchased a washing machine and clothes dryer for families, as well as the church room. We bought some crock pots for cooking, mattresses we have bought, blankets, pillows, basic essential products, as well as household soaps, everything you need to try to be comfortable. We still need to buy a refrigerator. We are looking for electric stove for cooking. Right now, Ruslana and her sister are together. But she also has desire to be useful. She wants to go to another city where there are many immigrants, many refugees. And my wife has desire to organize preschool for young Ukrainian children who are there. That way their parents can have time to solve problems. We are looking for funds so that she can rent a house and move there with Sasha and her mother. Please pray with us about this. If these thoughts she has are from the Lord, and if this is God's idea, we've asked that He provides the means. Every day I feel better and more confident. I want to finish the economic and organizational issues this week. And I will move on from there to spiritual part. I want to talk to more people. I want to preach. I want to share truth. I want to pray with them more. Right now, much effort is spent on logistics and organization of refugees. 
March 8th. Greetings, friends. Many non-believers pass through our refugee shelter. Each one of them gets to hear the gospel. With each one, we pray for peace for our Ukraine. We pray for protection of the lives of civilians and for courage and strength of our soldiers. Many of the people we gave shelter to and helped to move on are writing to us. They thank us. Many people testify. They say to us that we do not believe that we are still such people who can help like this without any payment. And now they know that we are real Christians. This is our goal so that behind everything, what we do now for people, we want them to see and feel the love and care of God. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for being there in difficult times. Now, every day, there are approximately 30 people that come to us in our care. There are 15 people in each location, even a cat. This next letter is March 11th. Try to bear in mind now that the war is still very early on and no one knew what was going to happen in Ukraine. March 11th. Thank you for your concern for me, for my family, and for the people in Ukraine. Thank you for the funds. I have received them. I already bought a refrigerator. People are already using it and are so grateful. I have been a little sick, but it's only a cold. I'm taking medicine and I'm staying on my feet. People continue to travel. More than 100 people have passed through our refugee shelters. To be honest, I'm very tired. It is hard to look at the pain of people. It is hard to see their hopelessness. It's very difficult to look at small children who do not understand why they have to leave their home and go somewhere. Please pray that God will give me a heart and a tongue that can comfort those in need. Please say hello to all our brothers and sisters. Thank you for being you. You are my real family. I love you very much. One of these days I will write a letter with a photo, but now there is simply no strength. March 14th. At this point, the war is three weeks old. Friends, peace to you. Right now, this word is very important to me personally. In actuality, this word's relevance is growing in strength. In Israel, people greet each other with the word shalom, peace. I think they understand it is great importance. Today at 5.50 in the morning, all of us were awakened by powerful explosions. About 20 miles from us, there was an air raid on a peaceful facility. 35 people are now dead and over 150 wounded. People are in a panic. Everyone thinking at that any moment, a bomb may fall anywhere in Ukraine. This morning, I had the opportunity to spend a long time in prayer, read, Bible, and even prepare a sermon. We held worship service today. We are not large, but we must still continue to worship as a church. We continue to receive immigrants. We continue to take care of them, doing all that we can with our strength and resources. Of course, we wish that we could do more. I see opportunities for ministries, but there's not enough resources for everything. I have been a bit sick and weak this week. I had fever and head cold, but by the grace of God, I was able to stay on my feet and continue to serve. I am now feeling better. Ruslana went earlier this week to another city in Poland where she can take part in serving Ukrainians. I think there will be a good true church of Ukrainians rising. I have been very tired these last few weeks and I ask for prayer. I really want this war to end as soon as it can. 
Then I could soon see my dear girls, whom I miss so much now. In two days it will be my birthday, and I would like to ask God to give me a gift seeing my family. But I understand this is impossible. Therefore, I will ask only that God uses me as his instrument for his glory. Thank you, friends. Keep praying as we wait on a miracle from the Lord. The truth will win. A month later, after the war began, Anton wrote this letter. This is March 30th. Friends, peace to you. God continues to prolong our lives and gives us hope that we will see peace in our country. I hope that I may again embrace my family. I hope that I may listen to my daughter's laughter and hope that the brothers in our church might thank God for victory and for peace. Thank you, friends, for your prayers for people of Ukraine. We see it as a miracle that our country holds back an enemy that is superior in numbers and in strength. We see it as a miracle that many accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. We see it as a miracle that Ukrainian people are united, that everyone wants to be helpful towards our common victory. We as a church try to do everything in our strength today. We continue to accept refugees, help people get across border, help people with food and with clothing. And most important, we share the gospel with people. Ruslana and my Sasha are safe. They're involved in organizing new Ukrainian fellowship in Poland. April rolls around. This letter was written at Easter time. I greet you, friends. I greet you, dear brothers and sisters. I congratulate you on the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. This is joy for us. This is hope for us. This is the foundation of our faith. The resurrection of our Lord is everything for we believers. If Christ do not be risen, then everything that we are doing has no meaning. We currently have four meetings every week on the premises. We meet on Wednesday and we meet on Friday. These are our prayer meetings. On Saturday, we are holding youth services. We have about 10 young people between age 13 and 14. And every Sunday, we have a meeting, worship and preaching. I am glad again to say Ruslana and Sasha are safe. And it is great happiness for me. Although I miss them very, very much. Ruslana has begun Sunday school for children. She has about 30 students in her class. She is very glad that she can be useful in ministry. She loves children. This is her gift, to serve children. Another month goes by. Now it's May. The blossoms are in bloom. Cherries are in bloom. It's May 14th. Friends, the war continues. People continue to die. So many peaceful people are dying. Refugees continue to leave and so many infrastructural buildings have been destroyed by airstrikes. In our country, there are many problems with fuel. Very few gas stations are working. Prices have shot way up and there are huge lines to refuel. You need to stand for two to three hours in line to get gas. And even then, you can only get maximum of five gallons of gas per car. All of this is echoed in everything else too, in all products that are important, building materials, groceries. I think that it's clear that much is changing in our country as this grows to be full-scale war. But friends, I want to say you, and may it encourage you that God is on the throne. 
Many Ukrainians right now are calling out in special way to God, even those who previously de denied the existence of God. They are now thinking about their behavior. All of our people live in such a state that at any moment a rocket could fly in and end their life. And we are not now making far distant plans. But we are coming close to God right now. These are the good moments in all of this evil that has covered our land. Right now, we are not accepting any more refugees in our church building in Bruchovich. But we are accepting more people at Lviv. Approximately 70 people are staying there. We as the church in Bruchovich are mostly now helping war families who are fighting for our country. We are helping the local people with particular needs. And of course, we are trying to help soldiers. Two days later, May 16th. Friends, I just want to thank you for your prayers and to tell you small testimony about the miracles of our God. Firstly, I have to say, Ruslana and Sasha have come back to Ukraine and now are here with me. This is a huge blessing. As you know, Ukraine has problems with gas for cars since all factories and storage companies were destroyed by Russian missiles. My car is not very efficient, but I felt that I needed to go to the Polish border to meet my girls because they crossed the border on foot. This is actually the fastest way to come across right now. The distance to the border where I am going to meet them is about 50 miles one way. Two days before they were supposed to come, I had gone to search for gas in our city, but I had rolled around all day and found gas nowhere. There just was no gasoline. I estimated that I only had enough gas for 25 miles. At home, I had a gas can with about two and a half gallons, which I poured into the car. I knew it would not be enough. I prayed. Again, I went into the city to search for gas. At the second gas station, I saw that there was gas, so I got in the line. The line was long. I waited at the gas station for more than an hour and a half, waiting to refuel. Then, the woman at checkout, she looked at my card, and she said I could only get a total of three gallons of gas. I would said I would take at least that. But then a man came up to me and said, On my card here, there is four more gallons worth of gas. If you want it, you can take it. I, I was very surprised. I wanted to thank this person, so I took some money out of my wallet, and I held it to him. I said, please, please, go, go get something for your home. He looked at me and asked, What kind of a person are you? I only want to help you today. As I checked out and paid cashier, the person walked away down the street. I only pumped gas for a minute, and I went after him and started to search for him with my eyes. But he was nowhere to be found. Then I started wondering, what was he even doing at the gas station? If he had come to refuel, then he himself would have needed that gas. But he had given his gas to me. Suddenly I understood that God had sent him. He had looked at me and said, what kind of a person are you? He hadn't referred to himself as a person at all. I sat in my car and tears started flowing from my eyes. I was at peace. I knew that God had taken care of me and that meeting with my family was soon to happen. 
In just a couple hours, I picked them up that same day in the evening. They had walked across the Polish border, and we had such happy, joyful meeting. A joy that is still lasting today. Friends, thank you for praying. Our God has done me a miracle. June 28th. Recently, the shelling throughout Ukraine has intensified, with air raid alerts sounding three or even five times a day. At those times, I always pray for the protection of my family. Then I pray for our city. Then I pray for whichever people live where the missile falls. It is always difficult and painful to think that each rocket will fall somewhere, if not on us, then on other people, and will hurt many. Then I pray for our soldiers and those who protect us on the front lines. Then I pray for our government and for our country and for the partners of our country, all who help us in such difficult times. And lastly, I pray for the people who fire those missiles at us. I think about their families. I ask God to enlighten their minds. And I pray for the leadership of Russia, that God will instruct those people not to do evil. Friends, forgive me that I have not written to you regularly. Life has been difficult for me, and I don't have enough time. We have begun some construction to remodel houses for refugees, but now there are no workers. We do not have enough money to hire out the work, so we do everything ourselves. It's very good that I have tools and some practice. I ask you for prayer to support this area, for God to give workers and resources for the work. If you only knew how much I would like to visit you with my family, even for a few weeks, just to mentally rest, to just cry together with you and then glorify God and rejoice at the meeting. I believe that God will still at some point give us the joy of meeting. In the meantime, we do what we can. We help people. We preach the gospel. We invest in family. And we just live while it is still possible. I want to be real with others. I want to be wheat not chaff. I want to bear fruit for God. The summer rolled on, as you can imagine. Refugees, needs, sermons, strain, stress. I haven't read all the letters that Anton wrote through this seven-month tumultuous journey. But I've got one more here from September 14th. It says... You know, I have a unique feeling of endearment when after having prayed for you, your community, and your families, I thank you for your helping hand. You are faithful co-workers, and this is so valuable for our ministry. I know that today we cannot thank you fully for our participation in the life of the Ukrainian people, but when the time comes for Jesus to give his reward, I know that there will be a special reward for you. Today I can only say simply that I am very abundantly grateful for you. As Christians, we continue to pray to the Lord for an end to this cruelty and bloodshed. We pray for our soldiers who at the cost of their lives do not let the enemy deep into our country. We pray for the people who have lost their loved ones in this war. We pray for those who are forced to leave their homes, leaving all their property behind. But also as Christians, we not only pray, but we try to be useful to our people in this difficult time. Firstly, we continue to help people in need of groceries as much as we can. We also offer people our friendship, and in that process we of course tell them the gospel. Our goal is to give people hope. We also try to invite visitors into our home, 
families from our church congregation as well as other people. We really want to encourage a family atmosphere in our community. Not long ago, we did a picnic with the church. It was a wonderful time together where we were able to sing, play in the nature, have conversations, and cook barbecue. Some people from our community have now moved to other countries, especially women with children. But at the same time, God has miraculously brought new people, and it is such a blessing to watch this. We often think that it is our mission to fill the church building with people. But as I grow, I understand that our mission is to serve people, to welcome new people into our hearts, to show love and care for people. The further I see that our mission is not to pay attention to how many people are in the church building today, the church will hold as many people as we pastors can fit into our hearts. So now I am trying first to do all that which will make more space in my heart. If you go to a cupofgoodnews.org, there are quite a few photos of Anton and of Ruslana and of his dear little girl, Sasha. If you would like to donate to this faithful brother, there's an opportunity to do that on the webpage. The war in Ukraine is seven months old as I release this episode. That last letter is only two weeks old. Anton's journey is not over. But neither is the advancement of the gospel or the growth of the church in Ukraine. And that, my friends, is good news.